We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. Hey, good evening, everybody. What is going on? Welcome to a holiday edition, pre-holiday edition of the Football Guys Daily Fantasy Hour presented by Roto Grinders. I'm Dan Bach alongside the Lee Twins. We've got Austin, we've got John, and we are ready to talk daily fantasy football for you on this week 12. Lots of pleasantries to go through here. As probably you noticed, uh, I am not in, you know, my wonderful Jacksonville uh, penthouse like I normally have behind me. Instead, uh, it's holiday season. We've got Thanksgiving tomorrow, so down in Naples, Florida. Yes, the home of retirees, and I'm fitting right in, guys, fitting right (laughs) in. Uh, Austin, what do you got planned here for the next day or so? Uh, The house is packed with relatives right now. They're all cooking up a feast in the other room. Uh, My kids are downstairs playing rock band it's uh, going to be quite festive tomorrow, and uh, there's going to be lots of football. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, and my wife is yelling at the Golden State Warriors as she cooks. That's sort of like standard. <laughs> and, John, you know, it looks like a little bit uh, more normal situation for you here today. What, what's, what do we got going on this weekend? Yeah, we have some, uh, some family coming in. Uh, I've got my, uh, my daughters with me uh, for a week, which is really nice, and uh, I'm going to – going to smoke my first turkey tomorrow uh which is going to be interesting um we'll see how that works out i've got i've got uh libby of course making her a, a quote real turkey just in case i, I uh, <laughs> so you got a backup you're okay. so confident in your turkey smoking ability that you have a backup turkey i love it john that I'm is a scientist that's bro. preparation <laughs> 
You you certainly are. Well, if you don't know, you know, here we are like three days off of the grinders party. My pipes are still not completely back yet. Like, I still think like uh, there was such a good time out there in Nashville. And it was so cool to hang out with you guys in person for like the first time ever, fellas. And uh, John, um, I believe, was this both of your first grinders party? No, John, you've been there before, right? Yes. yes. It was awesome. This was your first go around. What'd you think? It was awesome. It was really weird because, you know, I'm used to seeing all these RG personalities online and uh, I recognize so many people at the party, but I've never actually met them, like maybe a few tweets here and there. And so it was really weird to feel like I knew a lot of people, but didn't. And they were saying hi and wondering if I knew them. It was just kind of a funny, awkward thing. But uh, it, we just kind of all knew each other already. It was really weird, but fun. <laughs> Did you get starstruck? Did, who are you most starstruck by, Austin? Starstruck. Hmm. Oh yes. Being in the same room with John Lee always. It's 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 just tough to hold it together. That's that's where it was most difficult. Um, although uh, I did uh, hug a couple people who I probably was not uh, you know familiar enough with to just give them a hug. But I was like, oh hey, it's you. I was like, wait, I've never actually met this person. <laughs> uh, hey, a lot of uh, uh, some cocktails will cause that to happen. Um, my big anecdote from this weekend pertaining to this very show was uh, Britt Divine's girlfriend, a lovely girl named Rachel. Uh, you know, she sees me and she goes, Oh, it's the guy from the loser video. <laughs> and I was like, What? She's like, You're always doing those loser videos. You need to do better. You need to get better. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That was like the biggest shame I think I've ever had in the history of being a DFS broadcaster was being the labeled the guy from the loser video. That that's, was sad. That's funny because people came up to me and said, like, you don't do those loser videos anymore. What's going on? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> awful. Well, speaking of loser video, let's get into this week 12 and just a quick format for you here today. We are going to talk Thanksgiving. We're going to do it, though, towards the end of the show today because we know a lot of people will enjoy this, uh, this program after the Thanksgiving holiday. So rather than having them fast forward, they can just um, wait till the end and then just kind of cut out a little bit early. So uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get to the main slate first and then Thanksgiving. But before any of that, it's Loser's Lane. You know it. You love it. And John last week... No shock here, Austin won again. And uh, it's basically become our segment here, John. And take the people through exactly uh, how we landed on what we landed on this week. You know, I, I'm i going to be honest and say I really don't even remember at this point. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of, I do. That's kind of how, uh, that's kind of how uh, the weekend went for me. I, you know, being, being in that environment is not conducive to playing a lot of uh, daily fantasy. So I, I played primarily tournaments. I played two or three high dollar tournaments for each site. And I, and I kind of ended it at that. I don't think I played any cash games outside of the one that we played. And um, you know, the, the irony that I'll, that the story that I think is kind of funny is that prior to uh, going live on uh, rotor grinders, Sunday morning show, I texted my girlfriend, the, uh, my cash game lineup that I was planning on using for the, for the show, uh, for the, for this game. And um Long story short, I switched it out when <clears throat> when Sterling Shepard was canceled. I figured that Evan Ingram would get a lot of looks, even though uh, it was windy conditions, yada, yada. Well, the, uh, the lineup that I gave her scored something ridiculous that would have not landed me in loser's lane. But instead, uh, I'm here to tell this story, which uh, really is no consolation prize. Well, I can explain exactly how this happened, because um, basically we were playing pool and then all of a sudden I think it was notorious or somebody came up and said, or maybe it was even beer makers fan. And he said, so I hear I can, uh, that you and I are going to get into a bull riding contest and I can last longer than you on the back of a mechanical bull. And I was like, beer, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh, so you don't think you can last longer than I can on the, on the back of a mechanical bull. And I was like, I was like, first off, like I, where's this coming from? And then second off, of course I can last longer than you on the back of Mechanical Bull. It's on because the one thing, I'm like Marty McFly 
from Back to the Future. Whatever you do, don't call me chicken. Whatever you do, don't right. say that you're going to be better than I am. And sure enough, uh, there was the mistake that was made that me and Beer Makers fan did a little uh, mechanical bull off, which, by the way, nobody won that. The only people who won were the people who watched that debacle that was us trying to, 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 to ride a bull. But in the process of this whole challenge being going on, um, John's girlfriend, Libby, said, oh, John's ridden a bull before. <laughs> and we said, excuse me? She's like, yeah, I've got the video right here on my phone. Next thing you know, ladies and gentlemen, John loses. It's loser's lane. And Austin just knows how to edit videos. So without any further ado, welcome John Lee. Another stroll down loser's lane. And you will find me on Loser's Lane. Cause I'm the week's loser, yes I'm the real loser. All you other big losers can hail the king. Loser. My lineups were dead for the night. When you add up all of those inches, it'll be the difference between winning and losing. This is why this show is like no other in fantasy sports. You don't find that anywhere else. best thing about this video is and I'll tell you I'm, I'm, I'm a positive thinker here today on this show the best thing about that video is you got to see all your hard work in the gym really pay off because I have not seen that chunky John Lee in like a, a year and a half dude you looked really good over there at the grinders party but it also means like uh man I, I don't I don't know what to say dude that was something else that was that was something else. Yeah, that was that was pretty rough. I uh, that was at a, for what it's worth. That was at the Philadelphia Whiskey Festival about two years ago. I I was having an excellent time. Uh, and you think thought, you I think thought was, <laughs> I thought that video was buried in the uh, the archives, but it it reared its ugly head this week. Yeah, I uh, what I thought was uh, an interesting choice was while John was uh, happy at the Nashville party, I suggested after he lost hey, if you don't want to spend time on a video, just get Libby to send me that bull riding video and I'll take care of the rest. It was, and you certainly did. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> deal I was going to get. So I, I mean, on that end, I, it was more about time than my dignity at this point. I mean, we're week 12. I've got nothing left. So, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you, spare, you got rid of everything last week when you cross-dressed, John. I mean, that was, that was the nut low when it comes down to it. So, uh, all right, uh, let's get into this week 12, guys. And again, we're going to get to Thanksgiving, I promise, towards the end of the show. Uh, let's hit up the main slate here, John. And we're going to get roll with some injuries here. And, um, well, we've got a couple of c concussions here. What, Brissette and Cutler? Is that what we're uh, – we're seeing, you know, it's, it's a weird week in terms of prep, by the way, for all of us, because it's like double the work. Like normally we're just concentrating on one thing now, uh, but you've got Thursday being so important this week that it kind of thrown off the prep. So uh, what exactly are we got on that uh, concussion front with Cutler and Brissett? Yeah, so I mean, Brissett is practicing and uh, he has been limited in practice, but uh, word out of um, Indianapolis is that Tomorrow after practice, that is Thursday, Thanksgiving after practice, he will undergo uh, whatever it is that the concussion protocol 
uh, uh, entails. And it's looking as though he is likely to play this weekend against Tennessee. Um, a little, a little uh, preview. I like that game quite a bit. So uh, for set, I hope he is playing because uh, the prospect of Scott Tolzien leading that offense against Tennessee is not appealing to me. Jay Cutler, on the other hand, things are not looking quite as good in this case. Uh, he did not practice today. That is Wednesday. Uh, and that likely means Matt Moore will be leading that offense uh, against New England as 16-point dogs this weekend. Uh, probably a situation I'm going to avoid altogether. Uh, and then we also had Nathan Peterman. Um, you know, Austin, only five interceptions in your debut and one half of football. I mean, I don't, I don't really think you deserve to, you know, get the boot. Uh, but Tyrod Taylor going to be back under center here today against in a matchup versus Kansas City, which, you know, literally like three weeks ago, we would have looked at that and been like, oh, Kansas City Buffalo. This could be a really good one. And Buffalo has gone absolutely in the tank. Kansas City, for their own right, they lost to the Giants last week. I mean, eesh. I mean, not a really good situation there. But uh, what's your thoughts on Tyrod, you know, this week after uh, what we saw last week with Nathan Peterman and him getting, you know, obviously benched? Yeah, that Kansas City defense has really struggled as of late. They started the season looking much better than they have lately. And, uh, Tyrod Taylor is priced a little bit more nicely on uh, FanDuel, I would say, at 6900 But he's not like dirt cheap in the way that uh, you might be looking yeah. at someone like a Paxton Lynch for salary relief. Um, so he's kind of in this weird no-man's land. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. I'm not saying for cash games. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking for, like, some cheapness, in a GPP lineup, I, I'd rather go all the way down to someone like Lynch than go middle of the road with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, he's not too much on my radar here. But running back position, John, we've got Devontae Freeman still in concussion protocol. And we saw Tevin Coleman uh, last week get a touchdown right off the bat. And I had some Thursday lineups with Tevin Coleman that were looking like, looking like they were going to be like top 2% lineups here if he gets one more score. He didn't do much the rest of the game. But this is a matchup versus Tampa where we've got an enormous uh, implied team total for Atlanta. It feels like Tampa's kind of packed it in a little bit. Um, if Freeman's out, uh, what's your thoughts on Coleman? Because I don't think the salary on him has really risen to a level where, um, you know, I'm like afraid to play him here. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can ignore him. If Devontae Freeman is out, you've just got to look. This is a volume-based play more so than anything. I mean, Tampa Bay yeah. – uh, they're kind of middle of the road in terms of defense. I think I've got them down as a 14th ranked DVOA rush defense, which, you know, it's, just, it's not terrible. It's not great. Um, but last week he saw 21 touches in a win against Seattle. And here they are uh, almost 10 point favorites with, as you said, a almost a 30 point implied team total. You got to think he gets past 20 uh, touches again this week. And he's uh, 6,500 on DraftKings, 6,200 on FanDuel. Uh, he's he's borderline cash play if, if uh, Freeman is not in in the active lineup on Sunday. Uh, Ty Montgomery still questionable. I don't think he practiced today with ribs. And uh, also, we saw Jamal Williams get 18 carries last game, 20 carries the, the game before. But he's only been averaging like three yards per carry, maybe 3.2 yards per carry here. Uh, we don't really have to worry about it for DraftKings. It's the late game on Sunday, but on FanDuel. Uh, Williams is a guy who could see some volume, but man, this feels like just a horrible matchup altogether against uh, against Pittsburgh, who are just monstrous favorites here. Yeah, and this implied team total of 14 and a half points is one of the lowest on the season for any team. So uh, choosing a running back from, from that sort of implied total is not something uh, I'm going to be looking for. What about Bilal Powell, though? Because we saw Matt Forte two weeks ago not dress and we saw Bilal Powell <clears throat> at like 50% ownership and he totally busted. Uh, Forte didn't practice today. Good chance he could be out. Um, I can guarantee you we're not going to see him at 50% ownership, 
Uh, but do you have interest in him at like some 10% ownership? Because I think if Forte doesn't go, everybody's going to be scared off of Bilal Powell after happened, what happened last time. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason that you should be scared off of him is Elijah Maguire ended up getting more touches than he did. I mean, part of, you know, everyone being on Powell is thinking he was going to get two thirds of the work. And if he's not getting half the work, then I have no interest in playing him from a team that's got an implied total under 18 points. That's just not interesting to me. All right, John, let's move to the wide receiver position. Alan Hearns, uh, again, didn't practice today, looking doubtful this week. And, uh, you know, D.D. Westbrook here, uh, Keelan Cole, a couple of names to throw out there. And I'm the resident Jags homer here. And D.D. Westbrook, you know, he was okay last week. But he also, I think, had a call that was called back or a, a catch that was called incomplete that actually was complete. And, uh, you know, we've seen it throughout this year against the, the, the Arizona Cardinals you don't really want to take the number one guy, maybe unless it's DeAndre Hopkins because he's just the goat. But the two and three guys are the guys that you want. And you got to think Patrick Peterson's going to look at Marquise Lee. And that means D.D. Westbrook this week, potentially. Right. Are you of interest? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think I do have some interest. Uh, it is worth pointing out that Keelan Cole still did out snap him last week, 45 to 35. But I think what we're going to see this week is those numbers kind of switch over where Westbrook uh, in his first game, they brought him out. They see what he can do, see how he is, and then uh, see what came out of it. And as far as we're being told, he came out of it quite well. And I think what you're going to see now is kind of a reversal of those snaps. I think he'll get uh, upwards of 60 percent and uh, Cole's going to drop to 40 percent. And for that reason, I think he's a, a pretty good play, especially when you add in the premise of what you're describing where Patrick Peterson's likely going to lock down Marquise Lee. And let's be honest, Marquise Lee hasn't been the, uh, the sign of health uh, over the past few weeks either. Uh, and no, obviously no Alan Hearns. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, that uh, Didi Westbrook is a guy that we should be considering because his price is still uh, not cost prohibitive. Yeah, only 3600 yeah, I mean, we saw last week, like with Bruce Ellington, you know, you, when you get those 3K guys that you feel are going to get volume, you yep. kind of go there. I don't know. I don't feel as confident that necessarily the volume is going to be there as I did last week with Ellington. We still have some time, obviously, before the games kick off to to see how the injuries go and, and how the matchups potentially will go. And um, But he's definitely a guy who I think has huge, huge upside. But, you know. Blake Bortles still kind of worries me just a little bit um, in, in this game, but uh, definitely a name to, to consider, especially GPPs. Don't, I wouldn't roll them in cash quite yet. Uh, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster says questionable with hamstring, Austin. Can I just call it like questionable with just turned 21 instead? <laughs> because I don't know. Uh, I feel like he's probably going to play. Uh, and the outside chance that he doesn't, Martavis Bryant is probably the guy that we would look at again, FanDuel only because it's 8:30 on Sunday night. But man, this Green Bay defense it leaves a lot to be desired here. Yeah, and I think uh, if you're playing GPPs on FanDuel and Smith Schuster is out, you have to consider Martavis Bryant. I think he's going to see a big uptick in snaps as the second receiver. So uh, keep that on your radar. Um, John, one name here, Kelvin Benjamin uh, had a really ugly injury. Uh, not that bad though, they say. Uh, is, is questionable this week with a knee and man I mean it's just ugly going out there with Buffalo but the matchup here versus uh versus Kansas City is is all right and you got a better quarterback in Tyrod Taylor than you had last week with Peterman um if Benjamin would be sitting like is there anybody we can consider in the pass game because they're all going to be dirt cheap I mean that's the one thing about it is there's going to be passes that still that that still leave the quarterback's hand it's got to go somewhere um, I'm not playing Benjamin, even if he is healthy, but if, is there a 3K option potentially there for Buffalo that we could maybe throw in GPPs? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a guy, uh, if you look at snap counts alone, it's kind of similar to the last thing I talked about. Brandon Tate actually was second on the team in wide receivers with uh, 76% of the snaps last week, but he, uh, he actually tied Deontay Thompson with targets. Uh, or actually, I take that back. He was uh, he outsnapped uh, Deontay Thompson, but he only had five targets versus Deontay Thompson's eight targets. And so uh, I think that that Deontay is the guy we have to be looking at. He's shown good rapport 
with uh, <clears throat> with Tyrod most of the season. And frankly, Brandon Tate's been a part of this team for the past two years and really hasn't gotten on the field despite all of the problems that uh, this Buffalo wide receiving core has had in 2017. Uh, this is a great spot for Deontay Thompson against, uh, might we say, Darrell Revis in his uh, first game of 2017. Listen, <laughs> I see this on our sheets, and I thought it was a joke. Like, they really signed this guy? They signed him this evening. Uh, you know, it's it, it'll be really interesting to watch him because – uh, is he better or worse than Philip Gaines? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he, he look, he was really bad last year, and the and the, uh, the the black mark against him was that he was about thirty pounds overweight, and uh, at at his height, being thirty pounds overweight is you know, and what he does for a living is a is a big uh, you know detractant, so to speak. So let's let's see what what he brings to the table uh, if he's in in shape. That said, it's not going to scare me off at Deontay Thompson at 3,700 or 4,600, because those are just too cheap for the type of uh, volume that they should be seeing in the passing game. I like how you said, especially in this line of work, like I was just imagining like sitting at a corporate <laughs> job and like my manager coming up and being like, you know, Austin's work hasn't been so good. And then like the other manager's like, yeah, he's put on about 30 pounds, not really able to sit at the computer so well anymore. You know? <laughs> My line of work, I don't get that kind of feedback. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, John and I have been talking a little bit. We 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 were we had a little conversation this weekend, Austin, when we saw you in person, and we're like, mm. no. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about another defensive change here, um, and Marshawn Lattimore, John, is looking doubtful this week. This guy's really been an important cog for this defense out there for uh, the saints shut down corner so far this year. One of the top rated guys on PFF, this totals 53 and a half here in this game with, you know, the Rams, uh, this is shootout written all over it. What does this do? Not only maybe for the Ram side of things, but does this, does the fact that this shutdown corner isn't playing, does that help Drew Brees and even the passing game there for New Orleans and, and potentially that this could turn into a shootout? What's your feeling on this? Yeah, I mean, it's got to help every every bit of the offense in this game. You know, it, what happens, you know, we saw a lot of times we'll say, okay, well, uh, this guy, he, he's out, so they're going to slot somebody in there. And that's a very superficial way of thinking about it. But a lot of times what happens, you have a guy that plays over mm -hmm. here typically, and they say, well, he's best in this position. So now this guy has to move over here. And before you know it, you have two or three guys playing out of position uh, in, in situations that they're not comfortable with. And that's exactly what's going to happen this week. You're likely going to see Devontae Harris slide into the slot and PJ Williams, who was a safety, who moved into the nickel corner position, now is going to go to the perimeter to, uh, to try to fill that gap. Uh, this secondary is going to be uh, suspect this weekend. And I think Jared Goss in a great position to take advantage of it. And uh, that kind of has a snowball effect as you just uh, laid out for us uh, it, it this could be a very very high scoring game it does it does sound like uh, Kenny Vaccaro is going to be back in this game after missing two games I mean he's certainly no Marshawn Lattimore yeah, but it's one good. more body right I mean it's one more corner yeah, sure. back. I mean is that is that like I mean I, I think it probably is an upgrade to both wide receivers there because we weren't for sure knowing where Lattimore was going to go it probably makes sense to guard Robert Woods because he looks like the better wide receiver, but you know, both he and Sammy Watkins now aren't going to have an elite matchup or, or excuse me, like a, a negative, an extreme negative matchup this week. So I think it definitely opens up um, both those guys as pretty good plays here. Um, so definitely keep your eye on that. Make sure, you know, if he plays though, that could swing some things, but looking doubtful at this point in time. All right, guys, let's get to our chalk talk here. And uh, it's again, it's a weird slate. Like I did some, I was building some teams, doing some research here and it, it almost felt dirty because I was like, I should be building Thanksgiving lineups. Now, you know, there's another slate. Why am I getting ahead of myself here? But I also saw that this is a week where I feel like we're going to have a lot of chalk and I feel like we're going to have a lot of chalk potentially at this quarterback position, Austin. And, um, See if we agree. Where do you think that is going to land? I think there's one guy in particular the masses are going to be on. That the masses are going to be on? Tom Brady, yes. I would say. Yeah. Oh, um, I will disagree. I will disagree. 
the, the people who don't play a lot of DFS, I think they're going to see the name brand and go for Tom Brady and go, he's playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins are terrible. Let's go with Tom Brady. But Russell Wilson is so cheap. That's the problem. He's so cheap and he's so good. And it's such a, it's, it's San Francisco. Like, I mean, you can save uh, 500 on FanDuel, 700 on DraftKings from Brady to Russell Wilson. Uh, I don't know. I think Russell Wilson's the chalk this week all over the place. I think they'll both be very highly owned. I yeah. prefer Brady to Wilson, but uh, you know, I, I think they're both solid plays here. Well, I respect you because you kick our ass every week in losers <laughs> lane. So don't think like I'm dogging you. Let's see what John has to say. Uh, Brady or Russell Wilson this week, uh, John. I mean, I like, and by the way, I do like Tom Brady a lot this week. Like I, yeah. I agree. It's like two guys. I think we're splitting hairs here. I, my, my preference is also for Brady uh for in reality because it's it's only about 10 percent more if that's uh, it's 10 percent more on DraftKings. kings is only what 500 more on on fanzel and uh you get an extra touchdown in terms of implied team total let's let's not forget i mean uh, san francisco is not a not a great defense but this might the mazda lineup of suvs will provide safety performance and capability on your journey ahead From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. This Miami uh, secondary has been absolutely dreadful over the past three weeks. I think I'd have to look it up uh, quickly, but I think they've given up almost 10 touchdowns over the past three weeks, passing touchdowns, that is. And, uh, you know, Brady's the type of guy that even when they're running the ball, they're almost passing the ball because he's dumping off short passes to Deion Lewis and to Rex Burkhead. And a lot of times they're just, uh, you know, it's, it's not out of the question for him to finish with four to five touchdowns in this game. Sure. Um, I just love that rushing floor we've gotten from Russell Wilson this season though. I mean, they can't run the ball, run the ball. We know it in DFS and in fantasy, those rushing yards, you know, you get even 40 of them and you're like, boom, like that is an incredible spot to be in. Um, you get 80 and it's gold, you get touchdowns and it's even better. And that's one thing we know Brady will not do. Um, and for me, and again, it's, it's still early in the week, but I feel like I'm not, I'm not locating like a ton of incredible value this week that, I actually think saving that 10% we're talking about is going to be somewhat valuable, but I think we're in agreement Brady and Russell Wilson, two really good plays this week, two really popular plays this week. Let's get some guys though, who are a little bit off the radar here. And I'm going to open it up to you, Austin, because I think, think it was you who said the name Paxton Lynch earlier in the show. And yes, he is starting this week. Um, he is cheap this week. He gets Oakland this week. Are you ready to fire him this week in your DFS lineups? Not in cash, but I'd love to stack him up in a Dang GPP. It. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going that. I mean, he's, all, he's only 4,400 4, on DK. 4,400 on DK is crazy cheap for a guy going against Oakland who has a little bit of playing experience. He's not, it's not like they're rolling out a, a rookie here. So, um, I think this is a good matchup to exploit. All right. Would you agree with that, John? You think he's GPP viable? Oh, he's definitely GPP viable. I mean, that Oakland defense is, uh, especially the secondary, is beaten up. They've been battered. Um, you know, 4,400. He's just got to do a couple quick out passes to, uh, to Manny Sanders or Demarius Thomas, and those guys can do it all after the catch. 4,400 on DraftKings. I, I think he's definitely in play. All right, if you're firing, let's just go 100. Nice round number, John. 100 lineups. How many would you have Paxton Lynch on, do you believe? And again, subject to change without notice. We're doing this on Wednesday. So if he does 100 Uh, lineups, don't get mad at him if it's not on the number. I would say 10 to 12. Um, I think that's about right for me. Yeah, yep. I, I was going to say get, 10. Get on board with that. Because you can build some really sexy lineups with a 4.4 yep. K quarterback on DraftKings. Uh, I'm going to throw another name out that I'm kind of interested in. Uh, Matt Ryan this week um, against Tampa Bay. Uh, I know last week or on Monday Night Football did not have a lot of yardage, but did get 10 more targets, I think, over to Julio Jones. 
And Tampa Bay has just been so awful against the past this season. And I realize, like, Matt Ryan has not put up the numbers that we saw in years past, but we've got a $6,400 salary on DraftKings, 76 over there on FanDuel. That's 1000 less than Russell Wilson. That's about 1500 less than Tom Brady. Again, I'm talking purely, can he get me three touchdowns? And uh, what's his ownership level going to be? And does he have an easy guy to pair up with this week? And I think Julio, he's one of my favorite targets this weekend. So I'm going to go back and probably lose more money chasing uh, a Matt Ryan four touchdown game, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, John, you got any other uh, QBs or situations that you like this week? Uh, no, I, th- I mean, I think, I think we've talked about uh, the majority of them. I'll, I'll throw in Cam Newton against the, uh, the Jets. I think Cam Newton's going to be a much better quarterback with his favorite receiver returning this week, that being uh, uh, Greg Olson, tight end position. Um, he's, and he's fairly cheap at 6,000 on, on uh, DraftKings. I feel like that's too low for him and 8,000 on FanDuel. Especially if he's going to run like he did the last few weeks. Like that's, that's what we didn't see from him last year. And a uh, very good point there. Uh, Austin, let's get to the running back position and, you know, we're starting to see these uh, top guys kind of just, you know, basically uh, stand out from the rest of the, uh, the, 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 the running backs out there. It's, it's Gurley, it's Bell, it's McCoy, and it's the two guys from Sam or from uh, New Orleans. Um, how do you kind of rank these guys, you know, this week? Obviously, Le'Veon Bell not on the DraftKings slate, but very viable on FanDuel. Damn you, DraftKings. Change that <laughs> next year. Um, but uh, what's your feeling on uh, the top end guys here this week? Anybody stand out? Yeah, I mean, first of all, at running back, it feels like FanDuel has uh, lowered the price of the top end of their running backs this week. Uh, when I use my evaluator tool over at Football Guys to kind of compare uh, site pricing, they all feel like they're well-priced to play on FanDuel, a lot of the top guys. So I don't know if they're trying to entice people to go back to paying up for two running backs or what. They feel weirdly cheap. Um, But in terms of answering your question, who I like the most, I've still got Ingram at the top of my list here. Even though they're underdogs, we saw when they got behind, they still played really casual and kept running until they just really couldn't stand it anymore. And so as long as they're within one score, I see them using Ingram a lot. Uh, Plus, Uh, they're going up against the Rams who are pretty good about stopping pass catching backs. So I think that uh, Kamara is not a guy I want to play this week. They're going to lean more on Ingram. What do you think, John? Uh, I would love to see Kamara not have a good day because I've been under on him for about a month now and it's, it's killing my, uh, my GPP output. Um, Look, I, I, I'm not a big fan of, of Ingram again. Um, but I, I won't uh, argue with what Austin said. Uh, we were watching the game together, and I was I was aghast that they were uh, three minutes out, down two touchdowns, and still running the ball. And it, you know, it, it worked out for uh, New Orleans in the end. So I, I guess I can't uh, I can't blame Sean Payton for doing what he did. For me, uh, the class of this field this week, uh, Le'Veon Bell on Sunday Night Football. If you can get him, he's the guy that I want. And next in line is probably Todd Gurley. Uh, in that uh, that shootout because of the way the way that I expect him to be used and uh, the matchup against the, uh, the, the the Saints I suspect he'll have 25 touches and um, he's he's probably the guy that I want the most of but uh, LaShawn McCoy I'll point out goes up against the 32nd ranked DVOA uh, rush yep. defense uh, I think that his projections are probably a little low uh, and so for that reason, he might actually go under-owned in GPP formats. I don't think he's a catch play as of now, though. And Austin, what about what do we do with Kareem Hunt after another bad week last week? Uh, you know, feel like we're all going to bail and he's going to go for like two touchdowns and like 150 yards. I just feel it. I feel it happening. Then you should play him. Because that's what I feel like is going to happen. I'm going back to the well on this. Uh, Buffalo over the last four games has allowed 839 total yards to running backs. More than 200 yards to running backs. And they've allowed 11 rushing, 11 touchdowns to running backs over the last four games. They're just getting obliterated by running backs. I, I can't ignore Hunt even though he's burned me. Uh, one more name who feels a little bit cheap, uh, Carlos Hyde after a week off, 6.6 on FanDuel, 5.5 on DraftKings. Uh, again, the full point PPR points that he's going he's gonna to garner are going to be really valuable this week. So uh, definitely a name I don't mind. 
Uh, John, let's get to the wide receiver position. And uh, I'm buying this being Julio week. Uh, I think I, I looked at it like three of the last – or I think the last four games against Tampa, he scored four total touchdowns. Um, 7.8 on FanDuel, 7.7 on DraftKings. Maybe I'm the sucker, but I feel like he's getting in the end zone and he's going to be darn close to 100 yards this week. And I actually like Mike Evans on the other side potentially as well to finally get it done. So, um, hey, you know what? They haven't been great this year, but this is the week. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I'm a little reluctant to agree with you, but I 100% agree with you. I guess we'll have to defer to the, uh, the cash game king uh, opposite us, but uh, I, I think Julio Jones is in a great spot this week against Tampa Bay. I'll talk more about his matchup and how strong I feel about it uh, here later in the show, but he's a guy that I like. And I think the other guy you can't ignore at the top of this list is Michael Thomas. Again, in this, in this matchup, he's likely going to be shadowed by Tremaine Johnson, a name that uh, in previous years would have scared us away. But much like Darrell Revis, uh, what we're seeing right now is that he's just fallen apart completely. I looked earlier today. He's, got, uh, he's allowed well over 500 yards receiving while in coverage this season. I really don't know why they're using him in shadow coverage any longer. It's not like he's effective in doing so. Uh, this is a, a really nice spot for Michael Thomas to break out. Uh, he had double-digit targets last week. I suspect he'll get something similar this week as they try to keep pace with that uh, potent Los Angeles Rams offense. It'd be nice for him to get in the end zone, finally. Maybe one of these days. Michael Thomas, please. Uh, Brandon Cooks, by the way, cheaper on FanDuel this week than he was last week. I don't know, I don't know how you go 125 in a touchdown and your price goes down. Uh, but it did. So you might want to play him this week against Miami, um, especially if Chris Hogan would sit. Um, obviously, Antonio Brown at home against Green Bay Sunday night. He's fine. Austin, give me a couple other names, either cheap or uh, an expensive guy we might have missed out on. Um, I think you can't ignore Doug Baldwin against San Francisco here. Um, he uh, you know, didn't have a great game last week, but again, it's San Francisco. Um, and I just don't like the Michael Thomas pick. I'm off the Michael Thomas train. Uh, Devin Knotts raised a lot of really good points last night on the power grid show about Thomas just not being used in the red zone. And, uh, that makes him a decent play on DraftKings. but don't hold your breath for those touchdowns. Uh, one low dollar potential guy, I think Corey Davis, I called it two weeks ago. He's going to score a touchdown and the dude fumbled on like the six inch line. So I'm calling that a victory for that day um but this week he gets a real touchdown he's actually going to get that extra six inches uh five four on FanDuel four nine on DraftKings um and uh definitely a guy that I'm potentially looking at so anybody on the cheap John real quick people love value yeah I think the guy that I'm looking at on the cheap side is Corey Coleman uh Corey Coleman First game out last week against, uh, uh, does anybody remember who uh, Cleveland played last week? Uh, oh, that would remember. be Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. yeah. He had 11 targets last week against Jacksonville. And uh, this week, I believe that he's uh, 4,300 on, on DraftKings. That's cheap enough for me to, uh, to merit consideration for cash games, especially against the Cincinnati Bengals secondary. We think of uh, Drake, uh, Kirkpatrick, and um, Adam Jones as kind of shut down corners, but they have not been that uh, for the latter part of the season. I think that uh, Corey Coleman is the type of guy that, you know, he's going to get you uh, seven catches, 70 yards, and at 4,300, I'm more than happy to take those savings and be able to spend up and get a Tom Brady at the quarterback position. All right, we got to get moving. Um, tight end, Gronk is a good play this week, boys and girls. I think it's a bounce back <laughs> spot for him. Kelsey's pretty much always a good play. Two other names. Uh, I'm going to just talk about Delaney Walker real quick. 92 yards last week. Uh, John mentioned he liked this game potentially, and I think this is a really good spot for him. He's cheap at only 5K on DraftKings, uh, so consider him. And then Austin, Greg Olson comes back this week for Carolina, 6,400 on FanDuel, 4-8 on DraftKings. Are you interested? Uh, first game back, I'm not especially interested, although I think this is going to help uh, the Carolina offense at large a little bit more having him back. Uh, if I'm going to go away from the top guys, I'm looking more at like, uh, Jimmy Graham against San Francisco, maybe go cheaper. Jack Doyle 
against Tennessee, or maybe even go way cheaper and go OJ Howard uh, against Atlanta. All right, defensive special teams, John, just to make it quick. And I'm, and I'm going to make a statement. Does this Jags team, they feel like, remember, like three, four years ago in Seattle, you just played them every week. They got defensive touchdowns. You didn't ask questions. The answer is yes. <laughs> I think Jacksonville's the same way. Yeah. Um, they get Blaine Gabbert. Revenge. Plug and plug. <laughs> uh, forget the revenge factor. This team is just so good. They do everything right on defense. And the, and the difference between a top end and a, and a salary saving defense isn't worth the risk, especially in cash games. Just plug them in and figure out the lineup thereafter. Uh, somebody put Pittsburgh on the sheet against Green Bay. I like them on FanDuel as an alternative. Uh, Brent Hundley's just not very good. All right, John, let's get to these wide receiver cornerback matchups because we still got some turkey, uh, turkey day football to talk about. Yeah, and I want to make sure we get that uh, that uh, Thanksgiving time. So I'm going to go over these a little more quickly than normal. Doug Baldwin goes up against Quan Williams there in San Francisco. Quan Williams, a nickel corner. I uh, should see him for about 75% of his routes. He's the last rated cornerback uh, in terms of co- uh, slot coverage on pro football focus behind names like Kareem Jackson and TJ Carey, both of whom have been uh, terrible this season. He's allowing almost 80% of uh, passes to be completed when thrown into his coverage and a passer rating of well over 100. Antonio Brown uh, goes up against Green Bay secondary, um, Josh Hopkins, Devon House. Won't get into all the numbers here, but I'll just say that it's a complete mismatch at every level uh, for Antonio Brown. Uh, Julio Jones, I'll come back to this in just a bit, but uh, he's in a great matchup this weekend. Corey Davis. Uh, he's going up against Pierre Desir. Pierre Desir is a second-year cornerback who started after Vontae Davis was injured a few weeks ago. In four games, he's already allowed three touchdowns, and he's allowing a, well over a 110 quarterback rating. Demarius Thomas goes up against Dexter McDonald, who's been starting because of all those injuries in the Oakland secondary. He's been targeted every 6.3 coverage snaps. He's allowed two touchdowns already on 17 targets. A 138 quarterback rating. And, uh, you know, Demarius, if you're not satisfied with him running 40% of his routes at Dexter McDonald, he'll get another 40% at TJ Carey, who's been pretty bad in his own right. Outside of that, on Monday Night Football, if you're playing the, uh, the Monday Night Football slate, I really like, and this is one of my favorite plays of the week, I wish I played the Monday Night slate, Jeremy Macklin goes up against Kareem Jackson uh, out of the slot. He should see almost 100% of his routes at him. And uh, Jackson has been absolutely terrible in coverage this season. Uh, Marquise Lee, as we pointed out, these are avoids for the record. Marquise Lee is going to go up against uh, Patrick Peterson in shadow coverage. Peterson had a little uh, lapse in coverage last week against DeAndre Hopkins, which I think we'll all agree is somewhat acceptable. Uh, But he's he's good enough that he's going to shut down Marquise Lee this weekend. Maybe that gives some uh, overflow action to the other side with D.D. Westbrook. A.J. Green is, uh, is an interesting scenario. He'll go up against Devin McCourty, the number three overall rated cornerback on pro football focus. McCourty shut down a lot of people this year, but A.J. Green traditionally has beaten this, uh, this secondary. So I think for me, it's going to be a wait and see. When we start seeing these ownership reports coming out from Chris Gimino and Steve Buzzard, uh, my decision on that is going to be based on how, how high or how low A.J. Green is, is uh, owned. And then, of course, any Arizona receivers not named Larry Fitzgerald are going to see those perimeter cornerbacks there in Jacksonville. I want zero part of it. But Larry Fitzgerald is definitely in play out of the slot because that overflow action we talked about on the other side of the ball with D.D. Westbrook should be flowing in the direction of Larry Fitzgerald. All right, let's get to Fool's Gold. Bounce back. Awesome. I'm going to lead off with you. What are you rolling with this week? I'm going back to the well. Bounce back Kareem Hunt again. Yes, that didn't work out last week. This week, it will. Um, and then for Fool's Gold, I'm not saying this guy's going to completely bust, but LaShawn McCoy concerns me. Uh, you know, we used to say we could lean on him being active in the passing game, but he only has seven targets over the past three games. And... Uh, Traveris Cadet had six targets last week. I'm a little concerned that Cadet is stealing his passing game work. So in a game script where they're going to be down to Kansas City, I don't think he's going to be as involved as we're used to seeing him like we did earlier in the year. All right, for uh, my bounce back, I'm going to go with the Gronk smash this week. I think he might find the end zone twice against Miami. I know that's not going on the limb, but it is a bounce back because he has not really lived up to the price 
recently. And you always run the risk of the blowout. I mean, they're monstrous favorites there. But I think Gronk, you know, I think it's the squeaky wheel narrative this week. I think he gets fed the football in the red zone. And uh, I think he's an excellent play. And if you can get him at low ownership this week, then, uh, then I would certainly suggest doing that. Um, in terms of my uh, fool's gold, it's a little bit tougher. Um, John, I don't even have a fool's gold. <laughs> I don't even have one. I don't have one this week, so I'm not going to make one up on the fly. What do you got for yours? I'll think of one in the meantime. That's fair. Uh, for me, my fool's gold this week is, is CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's a bit too highly priced for me uh, with Greg Olson coming back. I think there's some really good matchups there. Uh, Cam Newton always feeds the ball to, um, to Greg Olson. And then running out of the slot, Russell Shepard has a really good matchup against Buster's screen. So he should be open. I still think that uh, CMC is going to be part of this offense. I just don't think that he's worth the, the price that's being asked with Greg Olson on the field. So uh, I probably will fade him to a large degree this weekend. And then my bounce back candidate uh, is Julio Jones. He's going to run uh, most of his routes at Brent Grimes and Robert McLean. Uh, last week against this Tampa Bay secondary, uh, names like Kenny Stills and Jarvis Landry with Jay Cutler throwing the ball finished 13 catches, 275 yards, and a pair of touchdowns. The week prior to that, they gave up four passing touchdowns to Cam Newton, who did not have the aforementioned Greg Olson on the field. It's just a, a really great situation for Julio to finally bust out, and he's fairly cheaply priced at under 8K on both sites. All right, Adrian Peterson, there's my fool's goals, although, you know, he hasn't really been good lately. But uh, that Jags rush defense with Marcel Darius has transformed into um, – much better, light years better than they were before. So don't be playing him this week. Uh, all right, let's get to our turkey time here, guys. Uh, Austin, who are your core plays? Who are the, the guys? I want to start out with like cash game plays that you're looking at for your Thanksgiving slate. And then we'll get into the off the board picks because I think you got to talk about both here. You do have to talk about both. Uh, honestly, I don't like playing cash game slates with less than five games in them. I feel like the less decisions there are to make, the more my edge is removed. Now, I know there's probably going to be more casual players playing on Thanksgiving to offset that. There you go. You nailed it. Fair. Um, but with the smaller player pool, I still feel like I've got more of an advantage on a main slate on a regular week. Um so I lean more into the GPPs. Plus, that gives me a little bit more family time uh, to not have to build and stress out over so, more, so many lineups. Okay. Well, then let's hear your GPP plays. I'll stick to the cash plays. Great. Uh, I like going uh, down the quarterback list a little bit. I'm not going to drop all the way down to the Giants with the lowest implied team total. But I like Matthew Stafford as a GPP play. Um, staying away from Marvin Jones, who's probably going to get uh, shadow coverage from Xavier Rhodes like he did in week four. Uh, but I like stacking him up with uh, Tate and Galladay and then Thielen on the other side of the ball. All right, uh, John, I think if you're playing cash, you're playing Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. I cannot, I cannot find a justification not to play him uh, based on, you know, the, the matchup here versus the Giants. He's so consistent compared to the other quarterbacks out there. And uh, I feel like it's not a smash spot for him, but our options are not great. I'm in Cousins for cash. I'm fine with even Cousins for GPP, mainly because I think that, like, the one unique thing about this slate, John, is there's nobody you, like, have to have. Like, I swear we've always had Bell or Brown on Thanksgiving, like, the last two or three years. We've had these big-name guys – Melvin Gordon is like the most expensive player we have on this slate and nobody really loves Melvin Gordon right now. So I think ownership is going to be really spread out in this slate, even for cash. I think that Melvin Gordon's going to be 70 plus percent owned. Um, that's nuts. That's, that's freaking crazy. But who, else are you gonna feel, who else do you feel confident in at running back in cash? I mean, the, the running back landscape is pretty poor. This you thing. feel comfortable with Melvin Gordon. That's why you play cash today. Cause Melvin Gordon's going to yeah. bust this week and he's going to be 70% out. Look, I, I mean, I, that's why I so play cash. I, I wrote up a, a 3000 word article on this Thanksgiving day slate. I'm urging everybody to go out. It's free this week. Everything football oh. guys is, is uh, 
for Thanksgiving Day is free this week. So just check me out on Twitter at Tip and Pick. You'll find a link to it. And I talk about this very thing, Dan, uh, 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 Melvin Gordon. The biggest decision you're going to make for GPPs is whether or not to roster Melvin Gordon, who's going to be like 70% owned. That's my guess. I could be wrong, but I think he's going to be that highly owned because he's people are just going to look and say, here's my choices. Alfred Morris, Samaje P. Ryan, Jarek McKinnon, Theo Riddick, blah, blah, blah. Melvin Gordon, oh, I know him. And then they're going to throw him in there at 8,100 because they can. And they're going to start the rosters that way. I think he'll be way highly owned. And, you know, probably for good reason in this matchup. I mean, the Cowboys haven't been able to stop anybody. I write up in my article about it. Sean Lee. He's terrible, John. He's terrible. Sean Lee hasn't, isn't going to play. In, the, in the, uh, the four games that Lee hasn't played, opposing teams are averaging 141 rushing yards per game. And every other game that he has played, nobody's surpassed 100 yards. No team, not just the player, no team has surpassed 100 yards against them. That's a huge difference. Um, you know, the only saving grace you have there, maybe for cash games, Dan, and I agree with you, Kirk Cousins is definitely the play in cash games. Uh, the, the, uh, new, uh, the New York Giants are allowing the second most points to the quarterback position this season. And uh, they had allowed 20 plus fantasy points to six consecutive quarterbacks prior to last week's game when the wind finally saved them because it was going at 25 miles an hour. Uh, that's not going to happen. It's not going to save them on, on Thanksgiving. So Cousins is the guy. But to get Cousins at 7,100 and Melvin Gordon at 8,100 and a couple of those surefire receivers, you may not be able to fit it all in. So people might get away from, from Gordon in cash games. But I think in GPPs, he's the clear chalk. He is, and I'm happily going to fade that chalk here this week because, um, like you said, there's not a lot of places to go. Here's your play. I mean, just play Ingram and, and Vernon Davis on DraftKings and on Fantasy Draft where you can play multiple tight ends. I'm telling you, this is a smash spot for both of these guys here this week. And Sterling Shepard, he's going to get really low ownership. Many of lineups have been built, and everybody sees that little question, questionable mark next to him. If he plays, he's going to be just fine here. Josh Norman has not been shut down here the second half of the season. He's not going to guard him exclusively. And he's a guy who could easily see 10 to 12 targets in a game where they fall behind. So don't be, a, you know, I feel like I really love this game. Like that's the, that's the shootout game for me is New York and Washington. That's the one that I want to stack up. And it's going to have Ingram. It's going to have uh, big burn with no uh, with no Jordan Reed and Sterling Shepard. I love that. I love that core. Love it. I don't think Sterling Shepard's going to play for the record. So I mean, we'll, we'll you see. Think what the migraines are going to keep him out. Yeah, I, I do. I I don't think he's going to uh, play tomorrow. That, but if anything, I, I feel like that up Ingram. But the, you know, if we were talking at the, at the outset. There is a three K crapper that's going to win this tournament. Uh, you know, the tournaments this weekend. There's going to be a 3K crapper, and you have to decide between names like Roger Lewis, like uh, who else do I have? Um, um, uh, Travis, my, Travis uh, Rudolph, Tavares King. Um, there, there are a lot of guys like that, and I do. I know we're running out of time. I discuss all of these guys in my article. I would urge everybody to, to read it. I really spent a lot of time on it. So uh, head on over to, to uh, Football Guys or head over to my Twitter account, and you can check it out. Three tight ends on fantasy draft. Play some Rudolph as well. I'm telling you, I'm all about the tight ends in this uh, Thanksgiving slate. Can't get enough of them, uh, fellas. We got to say goodbye. Um, you know what? I, you know what's a relief to me is I know the gentleman after us, Evan Silva, will be dogging Melvin Gordon. So that makes me feel really good. He'll be on the uh, fade Melvin Gordon train. But thanks so much to the football guys, Austin and John. Check them out, footballguys.com. I'm Dan Bach over at Roto Grinders, and good luck this Thanksgiving, this week 12. We'll talk to you next week, and we will see you. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. 
From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com.